Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Sis Wagon. We're here by the trusty golf course again. Oh, there's a little kitty cat walking along the footpath just now. Hey, little kitty cat. Hey. Hey. Okay, let's run off. Fuck, that'd be awesome. I love finding stray cats that are, or unfamiliar cats that are friendly. That would have been great if I could have lured that little guy in here. Just stroked that cat the whole time I was talking. <sighs> anyway, how are you cunts? How are you doing? I'm good, not too bad, been an alright week, been a bit sick actually, had a bit of a cold coming on, and yeah, just been an absolute bitch about it, just doing absolutely nothing, just resting, just chilling, just you know, actually trying to recover from being sick, slash just being a lazy cunt, so yeah, it's been good, it's been a good week, yeah, so we're back at the golf course, fucking... Man, it's been a sketchy time in the sesh wagon recently. This, just this last week, like even probably like the last four days, and my two main sesh spots that aren't here by the golf course. Cops, man, they came, fucking came right up to me, man. It was like, I was at position A1, which is usually pretty busy, but I was there probably about four or five nights ago, and I was just session, session in the wagon, and this cop, I didn't know it was a cop because I just saw the headlights coming into the car park and usually there's a few cars that come in and out during the night so wasn't too suspicious but then it had a big headlight right on the top, right on the fucking roof and it was just shining right at me. I was like, ah oh, fuck, this is a cop car and then the cop car comes around the side, pulls right in next to me, right in the car and yeah, I had the, I had the window down so I was just like, on my like had my phone out so it just looked like I was on my phone and cop winds down his window just yells out, hey mate, you right? And I was like, yeah man, just le I was just leaving. And just, you know, and he was like, okay, all good. And let him, he just pulls back out, reverses out of the car park, and off he fucking goes. But, Jesus man, I was high as shit and scared as a motherfucker. Fuck. And then last night, I was down by the other park. The other park that I go to, position... B1, you know, probably go there more often, it's just a little bit further away from the house, and I was there, I was just pulling in there actually, I was coming home from the gym, and the cop must have been fucking, and like I'd seshed before I went to the gym, and after I went to the gym in the gym car park, so like I was pretty high, and so I was driving to the sesh spot. And I didn't see the cop car until I'd pulled into the park, but literally the cunt was right behind me, and must have been following me, getting ready to pull me over or something, because I pull into the park, and it's just basically stopped there, fucking, you know, blocking me in, just sitting for like five, ten seconds, and nothing happens. So I get out of the car to make it look like, oh, I was just about to, you know, go walk down the street, go to my house, go to my mate's place, whatever the fuck make it look like I'm not there having a sesh, and so like they don't see me in the car or whatever, but uh, they pulled away, didn't even do anything, they just did a loop in the street, so maybe they were looking for someone and they wanted a good check of my number plate to make sure I'm not some fucking sketchy cunt, and realised I wasn't and moved on, but fuck man, not good for the nerves eh, not good for the nerves, you know. Just the moment of sheer panic when you realise, oh fuck, it's the popo, and it's right there. And like, if they just, you know, stuck their head in the in your car and just, you know, realised what was going on, got a good look in your 
look at your face, you might be fucked. So, <laughs> yeah, man, I might. I gotta be a bit more. Gotta be a bit more careful, I think, with the sesh wagon. And I think, like, uh, I don't know what it is, man. I think crime in the neighbourhood's on the up. I think that's the problem. So there's been a few more cops crawling around. It used to be real quiet around here. You know, real middle class suburban area over here, not too close to any of the rough parts of town. But it has been, it has been getting a bit sketchier. Like, not r- scary, sketchy. It's not like gangs or anything. It's mostly like teenagers. Like, there's just a bunch of fuckwit teenagers going around. Just, you know, breaking into some of the shops and fucking breaking into people's cars and just having fights in weird places and shit like that at bus stops and shit. And it's been happening quite a bit, man. Like, I was driving down the street the other day, not far from my house, and I saw these two, like, kids, they were real young, like 11 or 12, and they were getting fully on, full on arrested. Like, they were, the cops had handcuffed them and everything and were putting them in the back of the fucking car. And I was just like, Jesus, you know, and these kids were white, like, what the fuck? It's just, yeah, man, so i gotta got to be a bit more careful. Maybe I'm thinking, you know, summer's coming up, I need to, need to get back out on the road, need to get on the road soon. I was going to, I nearly went away this weekend, because, uh, yeah, there was a, yeah, just nearly went away this weekend, but the weather was absolutely shit, so I was just like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just stay at home. But, um... Yeah, need to get back out, go a bit more rural, get out in the country, go see rural New Zealand like I did a couple months ago, so, yeah man. Anyway, NFL Sunday, yesterday, fucking real good, I don't know, a couple of shit games, yeah, the Patriots and the Jets, that was three all up until the last 10 seconds, and the Patriots win it in the last... 10 seconds with a punt return touchdown so that was a boring fucking game the whole time until it happened but yeah as you can see I'm still got the sniffles a little bit but uh yeah man just a just a nothing week man like it's a short season but just like any sport you get to the middle of the regular season and it's just like uh eh eh that's just how I was feeling about it this week even though I sat down and watched it, and there were some good close games, good tight finishes. But a lot of the tight finishes were just shit, just shit games. A lot of low-scoring games, like especially my Ravens, man. They played the they played the Panthers. You know the Panthers have been shit. They start Baker Mayfield. That's how shit they are now. And we should have blown them out of the park, but it was that was three all until the fourth quarter as well. And then we got ten points in the fourth quarter, and we only won thirteen to three. It was a real fucking the boys got the dub, that's all that mattered, and it's coming up the bye, we've got a couple of offensive injuries, so, you know, down to, down to like the third string receiver, and lost the main two tight ends, and third string running back, and just shit like that, so, coming up the bye week too, so, boys were just a bit rusty, but yeah, it was just a shit game to watch, honestly it was, just a shit game, and then you had blowouts, like, Cowboys-Vikings was going to be a good game, and then the Cowboys just went 40-3. to Like, what the fuck? And then, yeah. Sunday night game was good, though. That was fucking good. Chiefs charges. Travis Kelsey just absolutely dominating. Best tight end of the game by far. And, yeah, shout-out. I want to do a podcast shout-out, and that's New Heights with Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey, the two brothers playing the NFL. Travis Kelsey of the... Kansas City Chiefs there, and then Jason is 
center for the Philadelphia Eagles and the brothers and they're both fucking characters and good dudes and you know have pretty fucking interesting conversations and putting out like an hour episode every week Dad Jalen Hurts the Eagles quarterback on the other week and I think they're going to get Pat Mahomes on soon so fuck man if you're not on to if you're loosely interested in NFL and you want a podcast to listen to New Heights by the Kelsey Brothers man it's a good one highly recommend it but yeah Travis Kelsey fucking three touchdowns and like 150 yards or something game winning touchdown against the Chargers just absolutely dominating. <laughs> just, you love to see it. But yeah, and then you had another blowout. Monday Night Football, the 49ers just blowing out the Cardinals because the Cardinals suck shit. And they're also full of injuries. Kyler Murray's too play, busy playing Call of Duty to play football. And yeah, the 49ers just ran over them. Old sexy Jimmy G doing enough. Just got all the best weapons possible that like... The, the, the skill players for the 49ers are just ridiculous. Like their receivers, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, you know, up there. Pretty solid. George Kittle, probably second best tight end in the league. And then running backs, they drafted, I mean, they traded fucking Christian McCaffrey. And then the other guy they got going seems pretty fucking good too. So they're just, and they've got a sick offensive line. They just need Jimmy G just to not fuck it up and they'll, They'll have an offense that can take them to the Super Bowl. And they've got a good defense. So I'm, I'm picking, you know, the 49ers, man. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they're the favorites at this point in the NFC. You've seen the Eagles and the Vikings with the two best records look pretty ordinary. Like, the Eagles only just got past the Colts yesterday. So you've seen both teams look pretty ordinary. And there's no real standouts in the NFC. NFC is just real wide open, so... And I think with that win, the 49ers went to the top of the NFC West. So, yeah, man, I'm picking, like, mid-season prediction for the Super Bowl. I think you can't go past 49ers Chiefs again. I think Chiefs are just looking too fucking good. Too good everywhere. Pat Mahomes is just spinning it. And in the AFC, like, the Bills have kind of stumbled a little bit recently. Ravens and Titans, you're probably your your third and fourth best team, but... Especially offensively, they've looked kind of average this season. Like defense, yeah, they're pretty fucking good, but just don't know if don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, to get one over on the Chiefs in the playoffs. They're going to be too good, and yeah, like I said, 49ers, fucking, they just need, you know, mediocre quarterback play, and they should be getting pretty close to going to the Super Bowl. But yeah, so that's your NFL wrap up for the for the day. And what else? I don't know, just... What else did I have in my notes? Okay, AB's blowing loads. Blowing loads. Off. The AB's blowing leads. Fuck's sake. (laughs) AB's, the All Blacks, man. Last game of the year. England, Twickenham. You know, it's been a shaky... A shaky end of year tour, to say the least. It was the one big win against Wales, which was good, but... The other two, you know, other two games against Japan and Scotland. Games we should fucking blow them out in. Just looking shaky as fuck. So then, you know, the only real test of the tour was England. You know, and I I, I can't, you know, i got to tell the truth. I didn't watch the game live. I only watched, like, the 12-minute highlight video on YouTube when I woke up on Sunday morning. But fucking hell, man. What was that? 
Like, they were up 25 to 6 with like 12 minutes to go. 25 to 6. The rest were blowing penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty. And you fucking let England basically run in three fucking worldy tries in the last 10 minutes to tie the game up. And then England, like the absolute pussies they are, as soon as the, the time went over 80 minutes with the score tied, yes, they were in their own half, but as soon as it went over 80 minutes, they just kicked the ball out and go for the draw. Like, oh, just absolute pussies. And then the All Blacks, absolute pussies for blowing the lead. I've never felt more disappointed in a game of rugby in my life. And yeah, man, fucking hell. But I'm glad that's over. I'm glad that season is over. Like, worst, worst, the worst All Black season of my life. Easily. I'm trying to think back. I think 2009 was pretty average. Like, but that was more South Africa were actually really fucking good that year. And, Trying to, th- I think like we lost all three that we played against South Africa, but I think we only lost one or two other games, maybe to Australia, and I don't know who else. So like, we still only really lost to other big nations. Like it was kind of just a year instead of being number one, we were number three, which was shit at the time. But in retrospect, nothing compared to this year, man. This was the worst All Black season. In the last at least like 20, 30 years. I don't know what the fuck happened before that. I kind of do. But, you know, it, it was it was never this bad. Like, let's let's go back to the start of the year. You know, let's go. Let's do a little bit of a rundown. So we had the Irish, the Irish series. Three game series back in, I want to say June. June, July. Just before the rugby championship. And so... First game, Eden Park. Irish just getting off the plane a few days before. And it was pretty back and forth to start with. And then All Blacks got a couple of, couple of you know, bounce of the ball tries. There was a full field intercept, I remember. And just, we got like three tries in 20 minutes in the, in the last part of the first half. And got up to a good lead and ended up winning by like 20 points. And I, rem- I remember I watched that game, watched it live, and specifically thought, Okay, on the scoreboard, that was that looked that was classic All Blacks. That's what classic All Blacks. That's what you want them to do. But watching that game, like outside of like ten fifteen minutes of the eighty minutes, it was pretty fucking even. So I was thinking, uh, I don't know, Ireland could get us here. This, you know, they could they could knock us over. We're not playing that great, and then. Next week down in Dunedin, under the roof, and under the greenhouse, which I think is a shit stadium. I'm just gonna say it, say it out out there right now. That's gonna be controversial take, but I think Forsyth Bar. I think the novelty of the roof wore off after about three or four years, and then you know since then I think it's just a pretty shit stadium. Like it's don't get me wrong, it's. 10 times better than Orange Theory Stadium here in Christchurch, which is the fucking worst hunk of shit ever to, you know, you could ever watch a footy game at. But 
I just think it's a shithole. But anyway, so second test against Ireland, All Blacks. And they get fucking beaten. They get beaten. We lose to Ireland. Like, the, only the second time ever we've fucking lost to them. Because I, I, st- I can't remember when the last time we lost to them was. But I, I distinctly remember... Like five years ago, they had it was they still had they hadn't beaten us in like a hundred years, and now we've fucking lost like to them like four times in the last like three or four years, because we lost in Dunedin, and then we followed it up and lost again in Wellington, and lost a home test series to fucking Ireland, and yeah, okay, it's a pretty good Irish team, but like, it's still full of cunts like Bundyarki and that fucking halfback that guys that could barely crack super rugby teams that went over to Ireland to get, you know, a bit more coin and playing time because they have some fucking rule that you only need to be living in a country like three years to be able to represent that country in international rugby. It's, you know, that's the only reason they're any fucking good. Like, they're even fucking playing in a good team. So if they've got those kind of players, like, we shouldn't be losing to them. That's an absolute joke. But anyway, we fast forward. Fast forward into the rugby championship. And, you know, we went, what did we do? We went straight into South Africa. Two games back-to-back over in South Africa. First game lost. Knew that was coming. Absolute, you know. Just, we were never going to win that first game. Heads were rolling. And then after we lost that game, that was, I remember the panic. That was all-time peak panic that I've ever seen for the All Blacks. Like, you know, they lost three in a row. And fucking, we were calling for Foster's head. Fucking hell, if he was going to lose that second game in South Africa, like, I reckon he was gone. He was gone if we lost that second game in South Africa. But we somehow pulled it out. And when we pulled it out, it was like, oh, the boys are back. Everybody was saying, the boys are back. We won one game. The boys are back. And we were going to fucking, you know, turn the ship around, get back to number one in the world, win the World Cup next year. Be, You know, everything was going to go back to normal. And then we played Argentina here in Christchurch. And at the first fucking test they've had in this shithole stadium in like five years. And they should never have fucking brought that game here because... That stadium is fucking cursed. And in what was one of the worst games of rugby I've ever seen in my life, Argentina beat the All Blacks for the first time fucking ever in New Zealand. And they'd never beaten us before two years ago. When who was the head coach? Ian fucking Foster. So the only All Blacks coach to ever lose to Argentina is Ian Foster, and he's done it twice, and he's done it this year on home soil. (sighs) <sighs> and then basically whatever happened after that didn't even matter. Like, we fucking, you know, we smashed up the RGs in the next game. You know, beat Australia in both games. One was pretty close, blew, blew them out in the second game. And then, yeah, shaky win against Japan. Blowout win against the, the Welsh. Shaky win against Scotland. And then this shit show of a collapse. Pussy-ass draw against England and that's basically how you sum up the worst all black season in history and you know what let's hope it gets worse that's all we can hope for 
I hope next season we lose every game in the rugby championship and don't even make it to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. You know, like I think we've got France and Italy in the group. Like I hope we lose to France and then massive upset in the group stage to Italy and we don't we finish third, we don't even make it to the quarterfinals. I hope that happens. Could you imagine? People would be killing themselves. People would be, you know, this country would go to the absolute shit. There would be riots in the street. And I'm here for it. That's what I think we need. I think we need the All Blacks to lose every game possible next year. Like, yeah, they'll fucking win, like, the shit old minnow games. And I think, I assume we'll play a game against, like, Samoa or some shit. Like, we're still not at that level to lose to them. But I hope, I hope we, we lose to France in the group stage. And I'm pretty sure it's Italy. Could be wrong. It could be another team of similar quality, like Scotland or something. But I hope we lose to them. And then we finish third in the pool. Or even worse. And we don't even make the quarterfinals. Because I want to see the world burn. Speaking of World Cups, FIFA World Cup kicking off. Kicked off yesterday, actually, in Qatar. Qatar. Don't check me on the spelling. That, I mean, on the pronunciation. That was perfect. And, uh, yeah, man. Bit of, bit, of, bit of controversy in Qatar. A bit of controversy. And... Who could have seen this coming? Like, I can't believe we're finally fucking here. I remember 10 years ago, or whatever the fuck it was, when they announced that we're going to have the 2022 FIFA World Cup in this shithole oil country called Qatar. Like, country of 5 million with like two cities are going to have the biggest sporting tournament in the world. And, yeah. Anyway, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go off on the corruption side too much, like, because who gives a fuck, like, you know, FIFA's FIFA, Qatar's Qatar, I think it's kind of fucking fucked up and funny that all these people that have paid tickets to go watch the Football World Cup were told, like, two days before that they're not going to be able to drink in stadiums and that, you know, if they start getting too out of line with all the LGBTQ bullshit, they might get arrested like, I'm here for that, because <laughs> fuck those people, honestly, <laughs> just, yeah, anyway, I think it's, I think, like, give it, like, another day, no one's gonna give a fuck about any of that, because, like, you know, we're, we just had the first full day of matches, I think, today, and so, like, in two or three days, everybody's team would have basically played their first game, and we'll be into the World Cup, and no one's gonna give a fuck about anything that's happening in Qatar. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, man, so we had a couple of games kick off. I was, I was trying to, I've, I've been going back and forward. I was trying to figure out, you know, I want to adopt a country to get behind in the World Cup. And, yeah, man, I've been, like, I narrowed it down to three teams. Three teams, you know, like I did in the NBA. I narrowed it down to three teams to support the FIFA World Cup. And... You know, I'll, I'll tell you the three teams, and then off the bat, and then I'll explain my reasonings for wanting to support each one of these three teams. And those teams were the hosts, Qatar, um, Iran, 
and Saudi Arabia. Now, Qatar. Qatar. Oh, Qatar. Only, the like, the worst football country in the tournament. Only reason they're in the tournament is because they bought the hosting rights. And, yeah, man. Who doesn't love an underdog? Who doesn't love an underdog? Partly the reason why I wanted to support Qatar is because I was thinking, fuck, man, if they're willing to spend that much money to have the tournament, surely they're going to, you know, put a little bit of money aside to, you know, give, you know, to help nudge some of their matches in the right direction. Like, because why wouldn't you? Like, how much of a shit show is it going to be for the local country for Qatar just to fucking lose every game and bow out like after like a week and a half in the tournament and just be done and you know they got to show some national strength like they can't spend all this money in the World Cup and then you know have the risk of getting blown out and embarrassed on the football field so I thought surely they were gonna you know start persuading games in certain directions but First game of the tournament, they played Ecuador, they got beaten 2-0 comfortably. So that obviously wasn't going to happen, because Ecuador were like the next lowest ranked team in their group, so if they were going to beat anybody, surely it was going to be them. They, like, they didn't even have to do much. They, they All they had to do for the match fixing was to basically pay off the Ecuadorians, get a cheeky 1-0 win in the opening game. It, no one gives a fuck, it's like, oh, Qatar, yay, and then then all they need to do is get two fluky draws against the Netherlands and Senegal, and they'll go through into the knockout stage, and that's when I can really start talking shit. Like, they could get blown out in the round of 16. Who gives a fuck? They overperformed. My boys Qatar had a great World Cup. That's what I was thinking, but they lost, so I think they're going to get blown out and, you know, not even feature at all in this World Cup. So that's Qatar. They're out. Now, my second choice, second option, was Iran. And I know what you're thinking. Matt, you can't be supporting Iran. Not at this moment, not at this point in time. Have you seen the protest? Have you seen this poor girl who wouldn't wear wear the hijab getting killed by the police? Have you seen the threats of killing of protesters, and I will, yes, say yes, obviously, I have seen all of this, and I do not condone any of it, but, but, just hear me out, maybe those bitches should be keeping them hijabs on, maybe, maybe they should just be doing what they're told, maybe, the Iranian government know what they're doing a little bit running a society. Maybe, I'm just saying maybe. I'm just saying maybe. Maybe not so, because, yeah. Truthfully, I just wanted to get behind Iran and buy an Iranian football team jersey just to shit post and piss people off and, you know, I just wanted to be a dick. But they got blown out 6-2 by England today, so I'm off that bandwagon pretty quickly because they're going to get blown out too. They'll fucking 
There's no way. There's no way the US are going to let themselves lose to Iran in a football game. And so, you know, they're not going anywhere in that pool. So, that leaves me. By process of elimination. To be, you know, there's one team. One team only for me in this FIFA World Cup. And that is the Saudi Arabian national team. And as I speak, this is no joke, I'm not even kidding, they are playing at this moment against Argent fucking Tina, and they are up 2-1, 56 minutes into the game. I did not even plan this, I forgot that they were playing right now, because I'm recording this, that right now it's about 20 past midnight and the game kicked off at 11, but the Saudi Arabians could be about to pull off the massive upset in the first round, in the first group game of their FIFA World Cup. So I am 100% behind the nation of Saudi Arabia and behind the Saudi Arabian football team. That's my team for this FIFA World Cup. And fuck yes, boys. If they pull off this upset over Argentina, I will buy a jersey. I will wear the Saudi Arabian national team jersey around fucking everywhere. So let's go, boys. You got, you're the official football team of the Seshwagon podcast. We are Saudi Arabian supporters. Fuck Shamil Khashoggi, whatever the fuck his name is, that journalist that fucking was snooping around in, in the wrong places and had to be, you know, had to get a severe talking to in the Turkish embassy. But, you know, and fuck the Yemenis. Fuck Yemen. Fuck you, Yemen. Saudi Arabia all day. We are Saudi strong. You know. Just everything the Saudi government's doing. I'm a big fan of Live Golf. Big fan of Live Golf. Fuck the PGA. Fuck the PGA. Live Golf till I die. Newcastle, United. Saudi Saudi owned. And look what happened. They got... When, when, when the Saudis bought New, bought Newcastle last season, they're in the fucking relegation zone. Where are they now? They're third in the in the Premier League in one year. This rate, they're going to Champions League. Newcastle United, thanks to the Saudis. And I could go on and on. Oil, oil. We all need oil. The Seshwagon needs oil. It needs petrol. It needs that ninety-one. And the Saudis are going to deliver it for us. So I am a hundred percent behind the Saudi Arabian. Go, I mean, national football team. And I'm going to be riding high, you know. Honestly, I might look in the t- on the tab, on the TAB. Just see how much. A little bit of, a cheeky little bit of side action on the Saudis to win the World Cup would be. I'm thinking, yeah. Let's see, how are we going? Saudi Arabia, $501 to win the tournament, $501 to win the tournament, Saudi Arabia, I'm putting five, I'm putting five dollars, five dollar redos, going to pay out $2,500, and we're placing that bet, and it's been accepted, so, there we go, I finally made a decision, a sporting decision. And you heard it here first. 
But yeah, man, FIFA World Cup's on. So I think the other positive side of the FIFA World Cup is I think we're guaranteed some relative world peace for the next six weeks at least. Like, I'm hoping anyway. Actually, I don't know. The main reason I'm hoping there's nothing pops off globally is because me and the boys, you know, we're going to Sydney in a little over two weeks, basically, yeah, two weeks and two days this time in, like, yeah, 15 days. We're going to be in Sydney. We're going to be taking the podcast international. So I'm kind of, I'm hoping at least, you know, for the next three weeks, nothing. Like, you know, Russia, China, just cool your jets. Cool your jets a little bit. Don't let anything pop off or anything like that, you know. Keep your hands to yourselves. But now that I'm thinking about it, I could see, I could see Russia, you know, maybe later in the tournament, sort of mid-December, you know, about like around semi-final time or something, quarter-final time. I could see them telling the world to go fuck themselves and just absolutely ramping up. You know, Daddy Poots just sends all, sends them all into the Ukraine and just fucks shit up while everybody's fucking worrying about the football because they were basically told, nah, sorry cunts, you know. You did a good job hosting the last one, but... You've been bad boys, so we're not going to leave you anywhere near this next one. But yeah, man. Honestly, if I was Daddy Poots' fucking military strategist, that's probably what I'd recommend. You know, then that, you know, I don't even think I'd have to recommend it. I think that's what he's planning. If he's a smart military strategist, which he's, for the most part, proven to be, I think Daddy Poots should bring in the tanks. And just bring in as much military power into use Eastern Europe and the general Ukraine during the knockout stage of the FIFA World Cup. But not until after the 10th of December. Because that's when I get home. Alright. Can you do that please, Teddy Poots? Can you please do that? Because I think, you know, state of the world, brink of World War Three. Economic collapse coming in. I think this is going to be, you know, for a working class lad like like myself, might be the last time for a while getting any sort of overseas trips. You know, fuel's going to go crazy. The dollar's going to go to shit. Fucking wars are going to start popping off over the next five, ten years. Fucking China's going to go ape shit. Try and take the Pacific and move down. With the help of Indonesia, try and fuck up Australia. Might even cross the ditch and give old New Zealand a shakedown, but we'll wait and see. So, you know, we're nearly there. Just want to get this one last trip in with the lads. Go see Kung Fu Kenny, Kendrick Lamar. Have a sick time. And then we can get to World War Three. Just give me a few more weeks, please, Poots and, and Xi Jinping. Just please let me have this trip. And uh, yeah, man, I think we might make this a shorter shorter episode this week. As I said at the start of the episode, it's been a little bit crook this week, so energy's not 100% there, but you know what? I think I think you cunts will understand, and if you don't, go fuck yourself. See you next time.